This is Model Behavior, and I am Michael G. Gable. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Um, I am a professional model, hence the title, Model Behavior. But sometimes it feels like I'm a professional driver because I just drive around all day. I think I spent three hours in the car today. This whole week has just been sort of a blur of driving around. I went This morning I went down, did some fit modeling for Fabletics, and then I did a quick workout. And then I went to record this podcast, and now I'm editing it and recording the intro. And tomorrow will be Friday, and that's that's a week. I did a really cool commercial shoot on Tuesday where I worked with an actual professional driver, a professional stuntman, who is the guest on this episode. His name is Ryan Raspberry, and he's just a super badass dude. Um, like I said, he was my stuntman driver for this commercial we shot, which is going to be really cool up in the hills in Agua Dulce. And uh, we had, there was a snake wrangler on set. It was 100 degrees. The AC was busted. But it was still a good day of work. And I'm glad I met Ryan because we got to sit down today and talk about his life trajectory, which is, uh, it's always fun to meet someone who has a lot of diverse interests in a sort of twisty, turny career path. Um, you know, Ryan started racing go-karts when he was a kid, and then he was big on the drift racing scene, and now he's a stuntman, but he also, like, is a member of a yacht club in his spare time, and this was just a really cool podcast because I haven't worked with that many stuntmen. It's a hard industry to break into, so it was cool just to hear how the industry works for him, what he's learned along the way, and then we talk about guns and explosions and all sorts of cool shit. So without giving much more of it away, please enjoy Ryan Raspberry. My dog gets crazy eye boogers too. Really? Yeah, she she's a big group, big black lady. BBW. <laughs> yeah, big black woman. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it because I know you've been hustling around today, which it sounds like in the conversation we just had is takes on a different meaning in the stunt world. Yeah, hustling in the stunt world is um, it's it's completely backwards from probably anything else Hollywood wise. Because as an actor, you can't just go to set and walk up to the director and say hire me. Right. Um. <laughs> so you know the way stunts works is, and it's worked like this for generations. It's uh, you sneak onto set. You find the stunt coordinator. You yeah. give your headshot and resume. Physical copy. Yeah, like, physical copy. Which is rare for actors these days. Yep, and then you leave. Some coordinators, some coordinators love the hustle. Mm-hmm. Some coordinators don't like the hustle, or a lot of the times they'll just, you know, they'll look at your headshot resume. They'll either keep it, or they'll give it back and say, you know, just email me a copy. Yeah, well, I guess there's some tact involved in like not introducing yourself at the wrong moment and like you got to be aware of what's going on on set right yeah so there's you know there's what's called set etiquette so yeah usually there's like you give the coordinator five minutes of your time whether you drive an hour not two hours to meet them mm-hmm. five minutes of your time uh, you don't want to bug them if they're talking to someone you wait patiently if they're in the middle of the scene you don't walk in obviously you know you stay towards the back 
a lot of the times coordinators are real good at spotting hustlers. Yeah. So, hustlers. Yeah, no, it's true. So you sit there, you know, you have your headshot and resume in your hand. Um, you stand towards the back a lot of times in their eye line, but away from anything that's going on. And how do you get on set? Because sets are usually pretty protected. Sets, it's interesting. Sets is, this is what I like about hustling is it's, you kind of feel like a ninja. So yeah. you, you, you have to act like you're part of the crew. Uh-huh. You walk on and walk straight to the coordinator. Or if you try to find them, you just walk in, act like you're supposed to be there. Yeah, that confidence of like, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. Like, yeah. who are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be there. You say what's up to everybody. Yeah. And then um, you introduce yourself. Or if you've seen them before, you say what's up. Yeah. You know, you wait for them and you have your conversation and you leave. You know, tell them about yourself and uh, that's, that's how it goes. That's interesting. So, okay. So the reason you're here is because you were just my stunt double on a commercial we did on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You were my my Brad Pitt to my Leonardo was, DiCaprio. If this is a once upon a time in Hollywood story. Um, but I want to back up cause there's only one question we do to start this podcast, which is a cool way to get people's like origin stories, I think. And that question is what were you up to when you were seven years old? Oh, when I was seven years old. Yeah. I think that was just before I started racing go-karts. Okay. Um, so I was probably playing need for speed on the Xbox when it came out. Did you have like the wheel, like the fake? Wheel no, I didn't pedals? have the no. wheel yet. No, it was just on the controller. I think I was, is that still not middle school, but it's like second grade, first grade. Yeah. It's, you know, it's right around there. I was chubby out of shape, not doing anything. Yeah. And then I uh, got into go-karting, uh, about How? eight years old. I mean, cause I always wanted a go-kart as a kid and I got a dirt bike eventually, but you'd see people who like raced go-karts as kids and it was like this fantasy land. How did you get into that? So my stepdad, his daughter was racing go-karts and when she got out of it is when I got into it. Okay. So when she got out, he put me in the go-kart. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the cart ready to go. Pretty much. You just yeah. slid in. Pretty much. Yeah. And what was it like? I mean, did you, ha- you didn't have any like racing experience before you were seven. Nope. Didn't have any racing experience before. I was, it's interesting cause I was, I wasn't fast right out of the box. It took me, yeah. it took me a while. It was, um, going to the track uh, every weekend, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. out there. You're learning to drive. Yeah. You put, don't know how to drive at putting, eight, seven years old. Yeah, putting miles on the track, learning everything I can. You know, there was a time where at the end of it, I had enough miles on this certain track to drive from Tennessee and back in a go-kart. That's how many miles I had on the track. To, and you were in Sacramento. Yeah, so there was a track called far. Prairie City, and that's where I, I, I was at. And yeah. I set a few of the, the lap records out there. Yeah. Yeah. Still have the lap records. People haven't beaten them. So did you feel like, because you're this seven, eight-year-old kid who's racing go-karts, did you feel different than other kids? Because I remember like sitting on your dad's lap and driving felt special, but you're literally racing a vehicle at yeah, such no, a young it was, age. Uh, it was definitely different, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I was different because I was still in school, you know, Monday through Friday, yeah. and the races were only on the weekends, so I yeah. never really left school to go race. There was a few times when I was touring nationally that I went and had to leave school early to go race but other than that it wasn't uh, wasn't any different it's I just life. didn't feel any different yeah because yeah then i play you know i raced until i was 18 so it was 10 years of my life mm-hmm. and um so i was playing football rugby and wrestling all through high school and still racing on the weekends yeah so it's a normal kid i feel like yeah you know and then after 18 what happened did you go so during high school me and my best friend started drifting in the streets yeah. legally obviously yeah. cool um, I got in a bunch of trouble, and um, when I stopped racing go-karts is when I took the drifting to the track mm-hmm. and picked up my pro license within two years, Whoa. and then um, after that, 
competed in uh, competed in Japan as well. And then that's when I got into stunts after that. So forgive my naivete, but this is just Fast and the Furious shit. Like you're drifting in the streets. Yeah, pretty much. Was this around the time those movies were like, coming out? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's kind of how we all... I mean, I grew up on Fast and the Furious. So, yeah. you know, that's how it was. Um, but the drifting in the streets, the running from the police, it was all, it was all part of yeah. what you did. You just know? like youthful dumbness, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And then you got your pro card or your pro license. Pro I guess. license, yeah. And you went to Japan and uh, competed here in America first, and then I picked up my pro license in Japan and competed there. And then that's when I took the initiative to get into stunts. Yeah. So what kind of car are you driving when you're drifting? Um, the one in America was a 1995 Nissan 240SX. It was obviously, you know, heavily modified to do yeah. the drifting and competing in the drifting. And yeah. Then overseas, it's called a Toyota Chaser. Um, we don't have those here, mm-hmm. but that's what it was in Japan. And you have Nas and all that stuff. Not the one in Japan, but the, my American car did, yeah. Really? Or it does. Still does, yeah. Dude, you're living every kid's dream that watched Fast and the Furious. Just like a little neon underglow. And some. <laughs> my first car had neon underglow. Of course. I, was, I thought I was the shit. It was so cool. I'm glad that trend sort of went by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still find it cool on certain cars, but... Yeah, no, not. if it's well done, when it's a shitty Civic with like a bad body kit and then some like broken green neon, it doesn't yes. look great. Yes, that's funny. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that was the thing though back then. Everyone did it after that movie, I feel like. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was the reason I did it. That yeah. need for speed underground. Yeah. Putting under like glow on every single car in that game. Yeah, put so some big old it. rims on because yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like some spinners. Mm-hmm. Back spinners, when spinners. I remember those spinners and dubs and all that stuff. Where are all the spinners? Did they just go to some yeah, junkyard? Yeah, I guess so. They went out of fashion real quick. Yeah. They're so ugly. They're kind of cool. So how do you go from racing to wanting to be a stuntman? Is it just because you're a driver? Um, I didn't really see a future in drifting anymore. Yeah. And I was 23 at, at my last event. And I was like, there's no future in this. Like what? I right. can't. How am I going to afford to do anything in life if I keep doing this? And um, I had known one person in stunts she was a stunt driver already and i talked to her and expressed interest and i was like well you know i don't really see a future in drifting for me anymore Mm -hmm. i can't i can't afford it and so she's like you know you should probably try to get into stunts and i was like well how do i do that you know what what do i do and so she kind of told me what to do and i just ran with it yeah because i mean it's interesting coming from like a fitness modeling background a lot of athletes realize that their time is up and they're like, well, I love the competition aspect. I love the team aspect. And I want to keep doing this in some way. And they'll transition into being a fitness model because they have these skills that are desirable on set as mm-hmm. like, you know, a basketball player or a runner or whatever mm-hmm. else. So it makes sense that you could do the same thing with driving. But it's funny because like, you know, a lot of models want to be actors and, you know, a lot of actors are models. But like stunts seems like this weird little sect that like you can't really infiltrate. It's a lot of, it seems like family dynasties. Oh, yeah, it is. Like it's... grips and all those guys. It usually just gets passed down through families because the jobs are so sweet and stunts is like another level of that. That's exactly what stunts is. Stunts is a lot of the top stunt coordinators today have either been family members of someone that was a coordinator yeah. or have worked their way up the ranks or have been friends with someone that was in the family and kind of, you know, that way. Um, and there, like I said, there are all other coordinators themselves that started back in the day and had grown up with other people that have been in it and 
they made their own way in mm-hmm. a sense and are huge coordinators now. Yeah. Um, but you know, those coordinators now have kids and all those kids are in stunts. So right. That's what you're competing with. Because they know the lifestyle and they see what their dad had to well, do to go that, through it. You're and... competing with someone that's, you know, like me racing from eight years old. Well, they've been in stunts since they were yeah. four years old. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you're competing with. There's stunt double kids. Oh, yeah. All really? The time. All the time. Well, think about all the Disney shows. The... I just thought they use really short people. No, they use kids. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you're up against, you know. And that's kind of daunting out here in L.A. where it's like, oh, this kid was an actor since he was four. So how am I going to compete with him? But you just got to do it. And yeah. Got to get in there. Yeah, hustle, like to, you said. You have to hustle. You have to hustle harder than those kids that are not hustling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it is, hust- you know, hustling is hard and it is, you know, it is kind of nerve wracking. And a lot of people in stunts don't really like to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that has to be done. I mean, how are other, how people are going to, I mean, how are people going to know your name? Well, don't. yeah, and I mean, it's like you got to get your your headshot and your resume in front of these stunt coordinators. I got to drive around all day to go to auditions, and I don't always want to drive to Santa Monica at 4 p.m. on a Friday, but like that's a potential job. And if I don't go, it's definitely not going to happen. Yep. But if I do go, it might, yep. and that gets me in front of casting directors and producers and directors, and you know, it goes on down the line to more potential jobs. So yep. if you don't like it, either have to find a way to like it or this is not for you. Yeah, I mean, I've flown to Hawaii to hustle really? coordinators. Yeah, and that's just something you got to do. I mean, it seems like it's working for you because we just did the shoot on Tuesday for Toyota. So I was on-camera principal talent. And when I did the self-tape audition, they asked me about my precision driving background, and I fudged it a little bit. So maybe they saw through that, and they got me a driver, which was you. Well, here's Check this out. Here's what's funny. So I was also a principal talent on this, yeah. this Toyota commercial, which is funny to me, but... So here's what happened Monday. It was supposed to be a one-day gig for me on Tuesday. Uh-huh. And they called me Friday night. And they said, hey, we need you for Monday. And I was like, okay, no worries. So I came in on Monday. Well, apparently an actor on the shoot had made a sarcastic joke about him saying he couldn't act and drive at the same time. Yeah. So then they scrapped that and just brought me in to double everyone from right. there on out. So that's they were just probably nervous what about happened it, yeah. on Tuesday as well. Yeah, because I have a lot of off-road driving experience, which I talked about myself, Tape. And that's basically what you were doing for me. You got basically, to do all the yeah. fun stuff, like crawling this Tacoma up a pretty severe rock embankment. Um, it, was, it was pretty steep, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you were an on-camera principal, and then you were a double twice. So you had three contracts. I did. So it's working out for you. Yeah, that was a good day. And that, like I said, that was the first time I had worked for that stunt coordinator, but I had met him on my very first uh, job mm-hmm. when I got my SAG card. He was one of the stunt guys there. And uh, I knew who he was just because he he's like one of the top coordinators. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll stay in touch with him. He gave me his email. So I'll stay in touch with him. And that's exactly what I did. I emailed him every couple months, said what's up. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Two years yeah. later, he hired me. Yeah. It can take that long. Yeah. But it's worth it. Just like every couple of months, they like, what's go- what's coming down the pipeline? You know, that's exactly I'm still it. here. I'm yeah. still working because they don't know if you've fucked off back to Sacramento and, you know, done whatever. So just a little nudge. And like you said, have etiquette. Don't be annoying. Don't be a dick. Yeah. But get in there. Yeah. So did you enjoy, do you enjoy the stunt driving or like being on camera more? Because when you're doubling for me, you're behind tinted windows, like your face isn't, you know, recognizable. But then when you're on camera principal, you're acting as the driver. Well, it's also, I mean, it's fun both ways because I've gotten a bunch of acting roles just from a coordinator, stunt coordinator being like, hey. And you just say these lines and then die. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it happens all the time. So I'm still on camera 
saying lines and then getting shot. Yeah. But have being hired as a stunt guy. So, right. I mean, cause they don't need a double for that. Like someone got to do two lines. And yeah. Then, yeah. So, I mean, it is fun like being on camera. Um, but I definitely love, you know, the stunt driving aspect of it just cause that's what I've been doing for yeah. all my life basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was jealous of you that you got to do all the driving and they had me do like three feet like can you back up and then pull up and turn the wheel and get out like you yeah. just did all that cool driving that, that ryan that. did i saw <laughs> I that like, yeah yeah i think i can handle that <laughs> i saw that i thought it was funny but you know there's those actors that don't want to do that they yeah. don't want to get behind the wheel of a car they don't feel safe on set and it's fine no and it can get hairy and it goes i mean especially in the sports modeling and acting world where like you need to be able to back up what you say you can do if you get on set and you say oh, I'm an expert snowboarder and they're looking for, for a certain shot, like you can't deliver it, you fucked everyone. Yeah. So maybe they bring in a double who yeah. puts goggles on and a helmet and is unrecognizable and does the cool trick and then you, you know, cheers with your buddy at the end in the lodge. And so you have to be aware of what you are and what you are not. Yep, and that's the one big thing that happens in stunts too is there's a lot of people that say they can do stuff and then they, they get on set and they, you know, essentially fuck up. Right. And then they don't ever work again. So yeah. whenever a coordinator asks me to do something, I always give him my honest opinion about it. Like I got asked to do a fight for a TV show called Mayans. And um, I, I was specific with what I said. And I was like, what kind of fight is it? Like, cause I can fight. Yeah. But I was like, if it's some crazy martial arts throwing these beautiful butterfly twist kicks, I was like, I can't. Yeah. Do that. But I was like, if you want me to get into a street brawl and die, yeah. I can do that. So how did you pick up fight skills? Cause you didn't fight since um, you were eight years old. <laughs> I did fighting. I fought in high school. I did MMA and then, um, oh, cool. I uh, did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for like four years and then it was wrestling and then just, you know, happened to be doing stand-up yeah. at the time. Um, so I had known how to fight. So you have a I pretty got extensive my, fight background. Yeah, I got I got kicked in the face during a rugby game and it broke my eye socket. And so that's what stopped me from fighting. Yeah. So I just focused more on the ground game after that just to have fun. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. Do you and still roll around? Every now and then. I don't yeah. roll as often as I should, honestly. I'm more focused on hustling nowadays. Yeah. Um, but that's how I know how to do fight stuff. And then when I got in the industry, I took a bunch of classes on, you know, how to throw on camera punches. Cause and, it's different than yeah. You're not actually being in a gym dude. with someone. You're not hitting someone in the face. You yeah. Know, everything's more exaggerated so they can see the punch coming or yeah. you know, dodging the punch or taking the reaction. So you know there are things you need to learn. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. So before I. Started hustling coordinators. I told them, I was like, you know, I can drive and I'm still learning all the fight stuff. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, you know, I can drive and I can do fights and yeah. take gunshot reactions. And you use the squibs and all that? I haven't got to use a squib yet. No. No, unfortunately. Those are like the blood packets explode. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what they are, but I haven't got to use one yet. I did get to fire a gun on set the other day for the first time, which was cool. Prop gun? Yeah. No, no, no. It was a real gun. It had blanks. It just oh, was really? Blanks. Yeah. I hadn't got to do that yet. I had been around and there'd been you know, shootouts and I was doubling someone. They wouldn't let me do the shootout, but, um, this one was cool. It was on in the NCIS. They let yeah. me fire off some blanks and then get shot. So, okay. Like, cause I grew up with guns and like, I'm very aware of gun safety. Yeah. How does it work when you're firing blank? Like, are you pointing at the actor? No. If that's, yeah. Okay. No, you're always at least off to the right or the left a little bit. Cause yeah. on camera, cause they can fudge it on camera. You know, on camera, it still looks like you're aiming at them, even though you're not. Right. Cause if the camera's behind you and I'm, I'm right here, it's going to look yeah. like I'm aiming at you, but I'm not. And he, like you might, it might just be your eye line. Like if it's a one shot, it doesn't yeah. matter where the person's sitting. They might not even be there. This specific one was, you know, camera was over here to my right, and I was facing over here where the actor should be. Yeah. But they weren't even standing there. So yeah. either way, I was shooting at nothing. Yeah. If something were to happen. Because I'd imagine that they're not like, yeah, just point it at his forehead. Like. Yeah. No, they don't do that. They don't do that at all. Yeah. At least they shouldn't. 
I hope not. I hope at least it's a prop gun then. But um, and then how? Like I've never like taken a fake punch on set. I've got some drinks thrown in my face. That's like my. I guess I have that kind of face. But how does the timing work with like throwing a fake punch and then receiving a fake punch? Throwing the fake punch is a lot easier than receiving right. the fake punch. Sometimes it's hard because you don't want to throw the fake punch and the other person not react. Yeah. Or like, especially if it's in the middle of a fight scene and you're throwing ten punches at a time, you really gotta wait for the other the other stunt guy to look up like mm-hmm. you know you see his eye looking at you and you know he's ready for that next punch yeah so when you're taking a reaction it's all about where the camera angle is yeah you know and that's depending on camera angles that's how you know you have to throw the punch this certain way for the so it for looks the camera like, to read it yeah. yeah and if the punch has to go so far across your face first before you can react otherwise it looks like it's hitting air you know mm-hmm. if you react too early it looks like it's hitting air if it's too late already the hands over here and you're yeah. like it's oh, like professional true. wrestling. It's like yeah. those like yeah. awful chop kicks. Yeah, they exactly. Do. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all about timing. Yeah. Yeah. It just comes with practice and doing it, you know. What's the scariest stuff you've gotten into on set? Scariest stuff I've gotten into on set. Um, because, I mean, I'd imagine there's a learning curve. Like you're starting to do falls or take gunshots or take punch. Like it gets, you feel confident that you can deliver, but also like a little. Um, I worked on Swamp Thing this year um, in North Carolina. And I took a 30-foot ratchet. Uh, when What a ratchet is, is it's a wire hooked up to your back. Mm-hmm. You're in a harness, and you're hooked to an air-compressed cylinder. Yeah. And they press a button, and you go flying, basically. Yeah. So that like was... explosions and stuff. That one was pretty gnarly. It was 30 feet straight directly up in the air. Just yeah. Just 30 feet up, and they let me go at the top, and I came down hitting the, the ground. And so that one was gnarly. Um, Onto, like, a mat? Like, a crash pad kind no, of No, I was in the dirt. Really? It was, yeah, it was straight to the dirt. But I had, it was it was a hard fall. Um, I had some, I had soft elbows and knees on, and then over that I had hard knees and elbows. Yeah. And then I had a full chest protector and back protector on. Um, okay, so you're not gonna crack all your ribs and shit. Yeah. So I didn't die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one hurt, but it wasn't like scary. But like I knew it was gonna be gnarly. Yeah. Um, but the most the most nervous I've been was, uh, I was doubling Casper Van Dien, who's the uh, lead actor on Starship Troopers. Oh yeah. Um, I did a backfall for him on camera and they covered me in fire gel so that I didn't catch on fire. Okay. And then that would be the opposite of what I think fire gel would do. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly. Um, and then if it did, you know, if it did light on fire, it would light the fire gel and it wouldn't burn through to my skin. Yeah. And there was an, a cannon explosion that goes off right in front of my face as I do the backfall. Uh-huh. And the, the, the backfall is scary because you basically step off backwards and just hope you make the, the airbag. Right. Whereas like you jump off forwards, you see the airbag, you know, you're going to make, you know, you can spot your landing. Yeah. The back falls a little nerve wracking. Uh, it was like, like a trust it was fall. like 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. And I was just, I was, I was, I was shitting myself to be honest. Um, <laughs> and the coordinators gave me a hug and sent me up there. And I was like, Oh my God, don't give me a hug beforehand, man. I was so scared. And it was all like, you know, it was either just running through my mind. It was like, I either make the airbag or I don't make the airbag. So either way, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> and it's, you know, and I was like, I was worried about the explosion going off in front of my face. Like, I was like, man, if it hits me and I go too far, I miss the airbag. You know, I catch on fire and yeah. start, you know, start catching on fire on the way down. And, I, you know, there's three they, and they give you a countdown, three, two, one. And on one, the explosion goes off and mm-hmm. that's when you you leave yeah so it was a backfall to an airbag and that was was pretty gnarly i was i was real nervous about that one but it's kind of i mean 
when you think about like the ratchet or you know the explosion going off in your face like you kind of aren't in control of go time so like when it happens it gotta happen yeah so does that help you sort of get over that cliff yeah it's no like pun it's, intended? it's going either way it's yeah. gonna happen you know yeah so you have to do it and especially that one was like if i don't leave the, where i'm supposed to fall off backwards that explosion's hitting me in the face no matter what right so i have to leave on time yeah and then they have to reset because you fucked up the shot and so you're you know you're screwing everyone yeah. over yeah. and i i mean that sense of pressure helps me even in just delivering lines like i'll be in the waiting room practicing lines for an audition and i'll be you know maybe jumbling one certain section but when i'm in the room and like they say action there's a part of my brain that's like gotta nail it and it just kind of clicks on and does it even mm -hmm. if you're nervous and before and after that sort of pressure, that laser focus pressure helps somehow. Yep. And I think I'm sure for stunts you have to be able to thrive in that. Oh yeah, it's that all, headspace. It's always under pressure. It's, yeah. You gotta nail it every single time. So for that fall, is that one of the situations where you called your girlfriend and said I love you? Yeah, that was the one I called my mom, called my girl. I was like, All right, you know, I love you and um I'll call you afterwards. And I just sent it. Dude, that's heavy, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, This is gnarly. And your girlfriend's a nurse, what does she think about all this? She just doesn't want to know about it. Yeah, she's, she's like, just, just come tell, home. Tell me afterwards. Yeah. Tell me afterwards. Yeah. And um, yeah, my mom always freaks out as well. Um, but the car stuff, though, it's even though you do some gnarly stuff in cars, I've been doing it for so long that I right. feel a lot safer. Well, you have, probably have roll cages and more protection, no? Depending <laughs> on what the car stunt is. But, yeah. You know, there's always stuff that can go wrong, but I feel more in control in a car just because I've been doing it for so long. You right. Know? Second nature to you. Yeah. And so amongst like stuntmen, stunt drivers, stunt actors, what's the like sort of tone? Is there sort of a gallows humor mentality where like I'm sure people get injured and people die in the industry. Like yeah, we had three pass away last year. Yeah. So what's the attitude like about that kind of stuff? Um, when it comes to stunts, everyone is always safety first. No right. matter what. Like you don't joke around about safety. No, Same not with like at all. gun safety. Yeah. You just don't. That's yeah. If you're on set, it's not something you joke about. Yeah. Because, you know, shit happens. Shit can go wrong. Shit can... People right. can die. It gets real, real fast. It gets... Yeah, it gets real, real fast. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, everyone's generally safe and... Right. Freak accidents happen and sometimes they shouldn't happen. Sometimes they do. You just kind of got to roll with it, really. Yeah. You know, sometimes there are situations where, as a stunt guy, you can say, hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. And the stunt coordinator say, well, if you don't feel comfortable, let's talk about it. Let's talk through it. Let's work on it. Or, okay, I'll just replace you for this shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, they they do that just for acting things. Like, I had to do some flips off a diving board and make it look like I was landing in a pool. And I was landing on crash pads, and it was so protected. But the stunt coordinator was, like, went over every aspect of it with me so many times where I was like, dude, like, I get it. But he was doing his job and making sure I was comfortable, mm -hmm. making sure I knew what was going on, what they were expecting of me, like, what could go wrong. You know, things can happen to actors. Things can happen to you walking down the street. You can't control everything. But in a stunt situation, it might even be safer than a lot of situations where there's more chance or randomness available to, you know, intervene. Yeah, because, you know, because when you hire a stunt guy, you know that you're hiring them for a certain job and you know right. that they can do it. So yeah. that's why you hire a stunt guy because it's, you know, you trust them. They're safe. Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, accidents happen more often outside of set than anything. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard more stories about stunt guys getting hurt outside of set than on set. Yeah. Cause they're off doing their stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're probably, I mean, I'd have to imagine that most stunt guys are into some pretty extreme. Granted there was, hobbies. you know, 
40 years ago, even 20 years ago, stunts on set was real dangerous. They're doing crazy stuff. Yeah. And stunts has come a long way since then. It's a lot safer now than it was. Yeah. I mean, just the rigs and everything you're using, safety equipment. Yeah. Gotta be leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But accidents do happen. I yeah. Mean, there was a guy that on the new Fast Furious is being filmed right now in London. He got hurt and was in the ICU. Yeah. 30 feet to his head. So it does. It does still happen. And wow. like I said, last year, last year two people died, three people died on doing yeah. stunts. And it does still happen. So apart from not dying, what's the secret to having a you know a long career in stunts? Uh, minding your p's and q's mm-hmm. and not fucking up on set. Yeah, be good to work with. And yeah, be good at your job. I'd exactly. Imagine. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's and, exactly what I could say. And so getting in with like certain stunt coordinators who will continually bring you on their projects, and then. You said that you doubled for Casper Van Dien, and then he wants you to double for him in yeah, perpetuity. Yeah, so say basically. he gets, you know, say he gets hired on a film, and they need him to do stunts. He says, "This is my guy. Mm-hmm. I like him. We get along. He's good at it. You call him." Yeah, that's it. And does that mean you need to stay like a certain size? Do you need to try to mimic his body type? Uh, you know, to I, some extent, more or less. But it's not really. That's just. I like to work out every day just for mental, Me too. Yeah. you know, because, you know, before stunts, I was doing bodybuilding shows. So, um, you know, I still love to work out and, um, but, you know, to stay, you know, stay size, cause we're almost the exact same sizes on all of our clothes, which right. is great. It helps out a lot, but yeah, that's, you know, you got to stay physically fit too. You know, it makes it easier to hit the ground since you're always moving, you know? Yeah. And yeah, being able to look like him does help a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, I imagine height is a big factor and then like, do you wear a large shirt? Yeah. You know? So it's not. Because, you know, when you're on camera as a stuntman or stunt double, like, it's not usually super close up, right? Yeah. So it's easy to fudge some stuff. It is easy to fudge some stuff, yeah. yeah. There's some fight scenes I did for him on this other movie that, you know, from far away, it looks just like him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you kind of look like him. You shaved and. Yeah, we were both shaved on it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, it, so it just worked out. That's cool. Yeah. Does he have any projects coming up? Like, what's next for I you? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I he's always doing something or rather some little stuff, but yeah, stunts is it's it's interesting because it's all it's like you know it's acting. You could get a huge gig and then not work for, right? You know, six months or whatever it is. And that's where the hustling comes that's in, right? Exactly where the hustle comes in. Yeah, you just never know. Like today, I got four phone calls to work, mm-hmm. and like I went a month without a phone call or anything. Yeah, I've done that. It's it's hard, and there's there's other stunt dudes that have worked one day this year yeah so it's just a it's it's hard so you don't have you have an agent or you don't have an agent for stunts? i have an agent yeah um i have an agent specifically to make sure that i don't get screwed over on commercial contracts yeah so um say i get called to work on a commercial like this one um they didn't know i had an agent and i was like hey like i'm gonna loop in my agent on this so that right everything is you know, because that's a sad contract. Yeah, you want to make sure she's looking out for me. Yeah. You know? And so I looped her in. I told her what was going on and she handled everything else from there. Right. Um, but she handles a lot of stunt people's commercial contracts. And so I imagine like when it comes to TV and movie stuff and you're just, you know, relying on these stunt coordinators to bring you on, like you're kind of your own agent. Yeah. So that's I mean, it's always nice as a model and a, a commercial actor that you know that agents are, you know, at least submitting you for jobs and at least taking care of the contract stuff and like pushing you where they can. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of agency literally on you to just direct your own career. Yeah. 
like I had an agent um, and a manager before for acting, but they wanted each 10% of my stunt work. Oh yeah, and of course. Managers like, always take everything. And I was like, this is dumb. Like I'm getting all of this work for myself. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Like I just don't care that much. And do you do you want to push the acting side of things, or do you want to just like fall where it may as you know, we do stunts? You know, rather fall where it may while I'm doing stunts. Yeah. You know, stunts is a longer lasting career, I think. Yeah, and it's yeah. what makes you happy doing that stuff. Yeah, it's great. You know, and it's always something different. Well, it's, I came back from that shoot we did on Tuesday. And I was telling my girlfriend about how hot it was and like, you know, the AC in the motorhome was broken. Oh, yeah, and that like was you're, brutal. You're just like, you can't drink enough water, but you're keeping a happy face on because you're working. And I was like, it feels so bad for like the grip and the art department people who like didn't have a motorhome that was supposed to have AC. Yeah. They're in their grip trucks, which are, you know, baking hot and they're just sitting around all day. Like they don't get their, you know, I sat around for a lot of the day while you drove for me. But then I got to stand on top of a mountain and have like these epic drone shots yeah. of me looking like heroic. And that felt good. And I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, I feel bad for these guys who don't get their day in the sun. And she's like, well, they don't want their day in the sun. They, If they wanted to be doing what you're doing, they would be doing what you're doing. Yep. You know, so I think like, yeah, there's an element of like vanity to what I do. And like I get that fix and I put up with whatever I have to put up with to get there. But if you don't want that, then... You don't have to chase it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Stunts and acting, uh, when you come on set as a stunt kid, you're almost treated like an actor. You get your own trailer. You yeah. get your own stuff, and which is fine, you know. I don't have to be treated a certain way. Like, I'm, right. You know, I'm just, a, I'm just a stunt guy. Yeah. Um, I don't really care about the fame or anything. I just, you know, I just like to work because work for you and I, you can't complain about working. It's no. easy. Any I mean, it's not, it's not like easy, easy, but it's, you're getting paid to play, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's the best part about it. Yeah, I mean, you got to drive a sweet truck around for a day. I got to stay on top of a mountain and look like I... It's like what I do for fun is go hike to the top of a mountain and stand yep. on them, and I got to get some cool footage out of it. So, like, we're both just doing what we want to do, so yep. there's nothing to complain about. And, I mean, being an anonymous model actor and then being an anonymous stuntman, like, it reminds me of this book called The Invisibles, which is, like, yeah, you have, like, your rock stars, like your Keith Richards, but like then you have the guy who's been with the Rolling Stones for 40 years tuning Keith Richards' guitars. And, like, he's so important to that operation. But he doesn't need to be on the billboard. He just wants to do his job and, like, move on, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there are those days on set that are real hard. Yeah. You work long hours. You do some crazy stunts. And, you know, those days. And, like, Toyota. Toyota was awesome. It was, wasn't, like, a crazy hard day. I was super happy to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was blessed to take the easy day and keep right on chugging and yeah because i've had the long days i've had the hours when i'm just dead tired and yeah. i just, just can't stay awake or and i'm just stressed out because of the job and all this crazy stunts hitting the ground i'm sore i'm hurting mm-hmm. you know so the easy days are a blessing do you guys have a lot of downtime usually oh yeah yeah i mean look at you you have so much tons time. of downtime yeah you know it's the same way for stunts it's all hurry up and wait yeah hurry up get your hair and makeup done and then you just sit there for hours yeah, and they put us in like layers yes or on Tuesday. Oh, that was brutal. In the desert. Oh my they God. had they're trying to match your clothes to mine and I had like a Henley and then like a button down shirt over it, and then they put you in a, a thermal. A thermal. God, that was hot. Wait, no, once I was in the truck, it was great because yeah. the truck had AC. Crank that AC. You know? <laughs> I felt more bad for you sitting around in the trailers, no AC. Yeah. You know, I was in the AC most of the day. Yeah. And what was like what they have you doing besides just crawling up a rocks and stuff? Um, there was so Monday was Monday was all camera arm operator stuff. So you know, it's following the camera the camera car mm-hmm. really close and doing some certain shots so they could get, you know, the, the logos and the rear three quarter shot, yeah. front three quarter shot. Tuesday was, you know, rock climbing, 
going through the lake bed. They had this shot where I, they do a shot of the wheel going up a certain rock and down another certain rock. And, yeah. You know, stuff like that. And then they have a shot where you pull into frame, stop at a certain mark. Those are the difficult ones too. Yeah. Pulling I, into frame and stopping on a certain mark every single time. I've done stuff like that with, in car commercials where they're like, we want the wheel to stop three feet from the curb with the logo facing up, but like, don't look down at the wheel while you're stopping. Look like you're happy and you're about to get out of the car with your dog. And it's like, it's almost impossible. Like you just hope it goes right. Kind of got to try to find a mark and hope it's just, hope you land on the mark. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's. And then like following the camera car, which was that sick Ford Raptor. Um, yeah the ford raptor was awesome yeah yeah i I want a raptor super bad really yeah well here's what's funny is we're doing all this rock climbing in this brand new toyota and (laughs) the raptor goes right up the hill with me Mm -hmm. with a two thousand pound crane on the top of it yeah and i was like yeah i want a raptor (laughs) raptor i don't know do you want a truck in la i have a truck in la already yeah what do you have right now this is a regular ford f-150 that's nice yeah i drove tacomas when i like the first five years in la and i have a prius now and i miss having a truck yeah here's my logic on having a car in la is uh for stunts anyways is every time i'm on set somewhere it's like always a dirt path yeah and i'm like i don't want a nice car because i'm on a dirt path yeah. if i scratch it i'm gonna be butt hurt yeah um and it's nice being able to have a, a truck in la for stunts because Sometimes coordinators ask you to bring something to set that it's fits in the back of your truck or they need help yeah. moving something and that's yeah. you know that gets them in your good graces and gets you got you a two job. big dogs and yeah they have to go in the back seats and exactly well shit what's next for you man I feel like you're just like you've been here a year and you're already figured it out um you know just back to the hustle um you know I got a few phone calls a day to, for some possible work coming up and um some work starting in two weeks doing some more driving stuff and. So just you know, trying to keep trying to keep going. Yeah. You know? Hanging out at the yacht club on Tuesdays is what I usually do. The yacht club. Yeah, I have a some of my me and one of my good stunt friends have a yacht club membership in Marina del Rey. Really? And uh, we go out and race the sailboats on Tuesdays. Now yeah, that's great, great downtime. Would you say you're an adrenaline junkie? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> is that your drug? Is that your yeah. vice? Yeah, I just got to keep doing something. I love it. Yeah. I love racing. Love it. Went from racing cars to racing boats. Yeah. What are you running from? What are you racing from? <laughs> just, just love to race, man. There's nothing yeah. like racing. That's Feels awesome. Good. Yeah, and being on you know being on the ocean on a Tuesday ain't bad either. Watching the sunset, yeah, it's not a bad way to go. It's nice when you get a day off when everyone else is at work and you're like, this is why I do it. Yeah, well, for us, it's it's a long. It's there's lots of days off. Yeah, depending on what you're up to, you know. And well, that's why you got to do shit like go out on a boat because you got to fill your time. Yeah, things that make you happy because otherwise you'll just sit around and be miserable while your phone's not ringing. Yep, that or that or hustle. Go find a set and hustle. That's what I try to do with my days off. Is yeah, if I'm not working, I always try to find a set somewhere to hustle. Yeah, because got to find work. Gotta... Sneak in there like a ninja. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you doing this, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having it. me in your place. Thanks for being on. Uh, I'll see you on the next one. Yeah, bro, for sure. All right, bye, kids.